Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jana, sorry, Jana Nixa, the authentic sales coach, helping you transcend the traditional sales model and reach your full potential. Hey, super. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. I'm really excited to be here. You're welcome. So, hey, um, can you just expand on that and tell us a bit more about you know, where your business is today and the kind of people that you serve? Sure. I primarily work with female soul-led coaches that really struggle with that traditional pushy, manipulative sales model. <laughs> um, I think a lot of us out there now, especially those that just are really more heart-centered, really want to do business differently. And we're being very much called to do it in a way that feels in alignment with who we are. Mm. And so I spent the majority of my adult life in the sales world. And so I am here to tell you that you actually can do it that way. Um, from almost the get-go at like 22 years old, I somehow intuitively decided that whatever they were teaching me was a bunch of BS and I just was not going to do it that way. And taking that stand and following my own intuition really served me well in my career. <laughs> so you, you say it was BS. Did you mean from that the tactics just didn't work or they did work? It just wasn't right for you. Yeah. Um, a little bit of both. I think they didn't work because it wasn't right for me. Right. Um, did they work for other people, you know, colleagues of mine? Sure. But is that how I wanted to earn? I'm an empath. So it was, I just could, I could not get behind like making it all about me, forcing people into working with me. And I really did actually, I know this gets overused and, People just sort of say it as fluff, but I mean it with the most sincerity. I really did approach sales as service. I actually got to know the humans in front of me and it served me well, no matter the product, no matter the territory, the company. And, you know, I even had a boss along the way say, I don't know what it is, what you do. You just keep doing it, you know? Um, And so that's really what I'm taking a stand for here. Um, Coaching female entrepreneurs because I know so many of them struggle with the whole sales, these sales, sleaze mentality. And bro, bro, yes, I didn't want to say that Mark, but yes. And um, say whatever you want. (laughs) And just giving them permission to do it in a way that feels good 
and to let them know that that even exists because it does. Love that. Can we have a, just a few specifics here? So you're saying these things that you didn't like and they didn't work. What were, yeah, you know, just a couple of those things that, you know, really stood out for you just so people can understand what you mean. And maybe um, anyone listening could think, oh yeah, I can see it now. I get that. I understand it. Well, one of the things that I always, which is hilarious because I do make my um, clients do this now, but this idea of messaging practice. And so they, they give you this script that somebody else wrote with their own words, with their own belief system. And then they expect you to regurgitate that 10 to 12 times a day with your customers. And it felt ridiculous. So I always hated messaging practice. I mean, I, I was the you know, rebellious one in the back of the room, like, well, I'm not ever going to do it this way anyway. So why do I have to practice it? Mm. Um, now flash forward when I'm with my clients, especially in our group coaching program, I do make them do it, but it's for a different reason. It's because it is their words and they do want to have an idea of, you know, what they're going to say to a degree, but not in that sales scripty sort of way that just feels insincere and genuine. And most importantly, when you're, when you're following a script like that, you're not connecting with the customer. All you're doing is trying to make sure you get your script out. Right. And it's real hard to do all that and actually listen actively to what they're saying and really trying to understand and empathize with where they are. And oh, so, so much of the conversation because you know, you're up I in your know, head, <laughs> you are, you're, you're trying to follow this, you're trying to do this, but you know, as um, you know, with sales is it's just communication. It's building relationships. And yes. if, they, if the, your, your audience, your, your potential prospects, if the human being across the way from you is spilling their, their heart and their story, and you just want to jump to the next question. One, if they don't feel heard, that's going to hurt. Number two, you know, ethically for yourself, you might miss something that, oh my gosh, that is how I can help that person. Or, oh my gosh, you are not the right fit for me. We need to exit sooner rather than later, right? Oh my gosh, you just hit the nail on the head. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, I want a copy of that. Because yes, that that's it. Be, you know, it's it's the whole idea of, you're not listening. You're just waiting to talk. Right. And when you're waiting to talk, you're not letting it in. You're not hearing them and empathizing and connecting and holding space. And I actually just had a little um, discussion. We'll call it online with somebody talking about handling objections. And that was the other one that always sort of bugged me because we'd practice like, okay, throw out the objection and then you pounce on them with the answer and the one, two punch. Right. And, um, no, no, you don't, especially the biggest ones we hear, you know, around money or around time or spouse or, you know, whatever it may be, these are big things. So don't, handle it as in dis, you know, with that sort of dismissing, yeah. you know, like gotcha. Um, it's more of a holding space and really empathizing with them. And then that's sort of where the coaching begins. Right. And so again, just, I'm here to give people permission to do it in another way, to not, to understand that there is another way to do this where you mm. don't have to compromise who you are. You know, these visionary entrepreneurs, like you and I mm -hmm, um, are here to change the world. And I don't want something like 
the fear of being salesy and sleazy or feeling like you have to be manipulative in order to do so get in their yeah. way. Yeah. Well, these objections, I mean, they, for every business owner coming through, you, we've all had the objections come up and the inability to, to maybe handle them or know what to say. Do you have any advice on you know, when, when you do get that, um, oh, I'm, I'm not sure I've got the money or I need to go talk to my partner, these traditional ones, which sure. really, I mean, chances are they're not real. They're just fear-based. I need to escape. I need to go back to somewhere comfortable because I'm in a place where I'm really uncomfortable right now because I've got a decision to make. So yeah. what advice can you give people to be able to hold that conversation in that moment where both parties, yourself and the, the prospect, are in an uncomfortable place? So, it, you know, it, it, it is getting comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And holding space to walk them through this. So, you know, with, with the money objections and, and really fully understanding that, I mean, is this a truth or is this a fear? And so it is sort of, you know, teasing that out with them in a, in a way that again, it doesn't have to be pushy at all because the, the truth is they're still on the call for a reason. And mostly what they want to, they want to be sold on their dreams. Right. And so it's just helping them walk through sort of that unfolding of how can I make this work? What is coming up? Coaching them through that. And so at the end of it all, whether it's a yes or a no, that they fully walk through that decision because it is so quick for any of us to go, oh, that's a lot. I can't do it. And, you know, well, tell me more. It's a really powerful question, you know, and just really helping them see that there are choices here if they really want to do it. And that part is up to them. So you have to make sure that this is something they do really want. And then you can find different ways to help them see how they can make it happen. And so that's where you coach them through to a solution instead of convincing them that this is what they want. They know that. Now let's figure out how to make it happen together. Love that. Love that. Again, communication relationships, it's mm -hmm. just what we're building. And if we can reframe this, reframe the conversation rather than a sales call and call right. it what you want, discovery call, clarity call, sales yeah, call, right. whatever you want to call it. I mean, a lot of people change the name because sales, it sounds like you hear the word sales, you think used car, you think uh, <laughs> double glazing windows, all this stuff. And it's got a negative connotation where at as it's it's not if you have these negative connotations in anything you do then you're going to bring that in and subconsciously destroy 100%. what you're trying to do because this you at your core level let's get a bit woo here because i enjoy it and i know you do is the crystals are shining on on your face earlier <laughs> <laughs> if you're not your authentic core self then the other person knows they what they're 100%. know, but their subconscious does um Whenever you see someone think, you know, they're saying all the right things, but eh, something just doesn't feel quite right. Even though they hit every single point, all the benefits, yes. I want this stuff. It's just something's not quite right. That's the best yeah. way of putting it. It's like, yeah, there's something in that. So how do you help your clients become their most authentic self? Or how do you make them realize that they're actually not and they don't? They're not aware of it. 
Well, a couple of things you said just really is so true. And I think it is an elephant in the room that we've all ignored. And I've noticed for decades and that is, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And so first we have to understand what is, what is making you say it that way? So what are your beliefs about sales? right? What do you think it needs to look like? Tell me about your bad experiences. Let's get it all out so that we can release that. I always say you're going to wipe the sales slate clean because, um, and just start from new and put the actual discovery back in the discovery call. And the part of that process is releasing the idea that you're going to get it right. So we go through, you know, that whole thing, because I think people struggle with, I need to do it perfectly. And you brought up such an incredible point. It isn't about that, right? They can hit every point, but if their heart isn't in it, and I would even venture to say with the way the energy is increasing and on the planet, that it may not even just be subconscious anymore. People consciously are now picking up on the bullshit so it's just better to show up as who you are. And, you know, that's where some of the deeper work comes in that we do together so that you give yourself permission to just mm. be you. And sometimes it, it does, as you know, with what you do, takes a little bit to, to learn how to just let go of, you know, all the things, the unlearning, right. Of I got to get it right. I got to do it. Perfect. I have to make sure I do. All, and, and drop all of that and just mm. focus on the human in front of you and but do what you do best. Jumping at your point there, it, I think that's twofold. There's one, there is some unlearning to do and it is a, a conscious process that you take someone through. We all have to build these new habits. They don't happen overnight. On the flip side, there are these realizations that once we see it, oh my gosh, we can't unsee it. It may be the right question, the right principle, or even the reflection of, hey, you said this here's the contradiction that you're saying that is enough sometimes to have an instant impact of ah i get it now so there's there's two ways there's the long the long game the building the habits but also the instant realizations i think that's that's critical it is so true it's that's exactly it right it it is some of these things they have to do and implement and grow and then others are just those light bulb moments and those shifts literally before your eyes and you know that's the that's the piece that keeps them going right at first because mm. we're all want instant gratification but you know some of we those want things the life are hack. I want it now I want change now and <laughs> right. sometimes it's not quite possible other times it absolutely is yeah i mean they they can take some of the few things right off the bat and get results but yeah. then you know the long game is getting to them to where they don't even need me anymore you know they know how to show up as all that they are having that human to human conversation totally embodying that and when when you entrusting and surrendering through it yeah. which is another big piece of what we talk about is how to check that fear how to check those expectations at the door get that money crap out of there so that because that's the other layer of fear that comes in even if you are trying to be authentically you and you know then fear knocks at the door when you start talking about money and it, and it can just totally kill the whole conversation if you don't know how to manage it on the spot mm. Can I jump in there then with, with this fear? I mean, you being you know, so experienced as a, a sales professional and also looking at the, the inner work 
the beliefs, the rules, the the fears that we have. I want to touch upon you for a second because with with your fears, I mean, you must have some some money mindset challenges either you've either had to overcome once you realized it. Um, and I, I dare say there are some that you're still working through. Um, could you give me some some examples of you know, what you have had to go through and maybe some that you're currently still going through? You're still doing the work, but it's worth it. Sure. Well, no, I mean, I have nothing, Mark. I'm finished. What are you talking about? <laughs> How dare I, I say that? You're right. I mean, I got it all figured out. Um, no, I mean, definitely early on, I got really good at letting go of my expectations and, and trusting whatever the outcome was the right mm. outcome, which is an ongoing practice. It's not like you get that one day and you're done. Mm. Like you really, you know, I teach them how before they have these calls, like how to just center and remind yourself about what you're really doing and, and separating it from your ego and get, you know, checking your ego at the door, but you know, your ego for anybody that's listening, that doesn't know is another word for fear. And, um, you know, just checking that piece at the door. So that, because I had so many conversations all day, um, you know, five days a week mm. over time, you know, I began to see how that separation became very powerful because I would be one of the few people that would show up and without all these ulterior motives, you know, um, and what happens, and this is what I begin to trust later is when you show up like that, it falls into place anyway. Now you can't go into it like, well, as long as I show up like this, it'll fall into place. Like you really have to let it all go, but then it does naturally. Nice. Um, one thing in there, th this all sounds great. And I'm again, I'm, I want to go back to how hard this can be. So checking your ego at the door sounds great in theory. Not having expectations sounds great in theory. But mm -hmm. for those people who have bills to pay, kids to feed, a roof to keep over your head, maybe business isn't going so well. It's all good and well to say, mm -hmm. don't re just release the expectations, get yourself grounded and come back and you will be able to you'll be a better person and you'll do better at the work you do. It's tough when there's all these things hanging over you. So can we just touch on that for a moment? How do you help people through those moments where it's just not in theory, it sounds so easy, but mm -hmm. in practice, there are a couple of hurdles to be able to overcome. So a couple of things, and, and you're so right you know, especially when it comes to the woo, when you talk through it all, it seems so simple and it is simple in certain ways, but it's not easy. Right. And so what, one of the things we really hone in on is, is the stories that start to come up when you're having these conversations yeah. and how to basically detach from those stories in that moment by, you know, I get, I love the work of Byron Katie, for example, you know, is this true, you know, and really starting to question those thoughts because the pressure isn't going to serve you in those moments. So instead of, you know, letting them come in and steal the show, we start to unravel them so that they don't have as much power in those moments 
Because absolutely, yes, we all have to eat. We all have to live. We have to pay bills. But is it going to help you to bring that story into your sales call? Right? Can it, because you've got to learn to do that inner work to see how I can easily. So, you know, as an avid meditator, and maybe you, maybe you've experienced this to really unravel and detach. Mm-hmm. And as you watch your thoughts and you can, you know, ju- thoughts are just thoughts. They have no power unless you let them. They're just auditioning for your attention. So part of what I do, especially in my one-on-one coaching is helping them with that process of, you know, practicing the mindfulness, watching their thoughts so that they don't come in and, you know, steal the show. So the way I describe it is when you first start working with me, especially, you know, around the fears and the say, you know, we start to just sort of unravel them, you know, by doing some of, you know, the question, really the questioning, Mm -hmm. being the observer. And then over time, you know, they just, they start to lose their power and, you know, yes, certain things are part of the life we live here. We're in the three-dimensional reality. We have to pay bills, but is this going to serve me during this? Is that thought going to serve me right now during this conversation? Or can I show up without that, without that thought, have the conversation show up without those fears and that pressure that they're also going to pick up on. Mm -hmm. Right. And truly just put the discovery back in the discovery call so that you can have that open and honest, no strings attached conversation. And then the last thing I'll say on that is this whole idea of it's always happening for you, not to you. So if you can sort of surrender and trust that part of the process, then you know, even when they say no, it's just, it's not about you, right? We talk a lot about fear of rejection and mm-hmm. not taking it personally and un- and and trusting that the right people are going to want to work with you. And when you operate at that more, you know, um, that softer level, that intuitive level, um, it really is so powerful because the person on the other line can feel that power and that presence and they, it's a magnetic. So that you just did <laughs> a three minute masterclass there, the amount of notes and ideals that you've, you've dropped there. Um, trust the process. It's got nothing to do with you. It's not about you. Um, I want to go back a few points back, but I'm like, oh my gosh, just anyone rewind that, take notes, list them all. <laughs> Those are the key aspects for this. It's huge. But one point I want to just highlight is it can still be true. These things can still be true in this, you know, with working on the inner self, with working on the woo or the spirituality, the mental side of it, the things you can't see. So obviously there's less importance, obviously, but these things are, it is still true. If you are still struggling, if you are going through a, a bit of a dip, hold space for, yep, that's factual. That's true. Mm-hmm. However, then you work forward. So still holding that as true, not the, it's not the fake confidence. It's not the fake you're trying to, you know, look, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm crying, but I'm fine, I'm fine. It's that that I don't want people to misinterpret. We're not we're not saying one thing and truly believe another. It's how to align and say, that is true, but here's how I'm going to act. Here's how I'm going to train myself to think because the, the past is the past. 
the future hasn't happened yet the present right now and ah are you safe in this moment as of right now what is true and yes that was my biggest shift when I realized that phrase am I safe in this moment okay yeah I have a home I have food I have money ah okay you yes. can feel that you, you can feel that weight lift even just for a second and then keep mm-hmm. trying that. So when I first heard that, oh my gosh, so long ago, that was one of the biggest shifts. Um, yeah, worth, worth noting. I enjoyed that. that Thank you so much. I'm um, so just, glad you said that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I want to just go on a quick tangent now. So um, yeah, yeah. we're talking here about sales calls and how to show up and how to connect <laughs> authentically. But in this world where you know, all, you know, one guru is saying, here's a sales call. One guru is saying, here's how you do it. Another one is saying, no more sales calls. You can do it a different way. There are all these tactics. So I'm not sure which one you subscribe to or whether you help to um, navigate a number of different ones. What's What's working for you right now and and why? So I think the most powerful of all of this, and you know, this sort of takes me to, you know, what, what happened over the last year, because we do, we get slapped upside the head with the shoulds, right? And, and this is the way, this is the magic bullet. And part of my process with my clients is, you know, the first question is, would this work for me? right? Like if I were the customer, would this approach work for me? So for example, if you've got a coach telling you spam people, I'm sure they wouldn't say it like that. They're going to, you know, sugarcoat it, but essentially spam people all day long. And then you have to put yourself in their shoes and say, would that work for me? Like, do I enjoy getting that? Right. And so I tell people to pay attention to what made you buy. What was that process? What, what, Pay attention to those sales calls when, when those coaches are, you know, making you feel good about your decision, really be very mindful. And that observer in those moments, take notes because that's your process. So the, the way I like to explain it is, you know, the more you trust yourself and your own intuition and your own experience, and then you sort of turn that back around and bring that forward with your next client. So instead of this is the way it's your way and it's your, you're, you know, you're in the driver's seat. And so probably at the core of what I teach is that self-trust and that um, empowerment so that they can let the intuition lead the sales call, you know, and, and just let it flow and not, have to hit and you know like we talked about before um because it is important follow the structure make sure you hit all the points right Um, right and what you're saying there is um and i truly believe that all these strategies it all works everything works everything works one if it's right for you and two if you give it enough time so i think we could talk for another hour on this (laughs) Um, but i want to end with a with a a good question which is you know with how do we know, and I'm talking about the global we, how do we know if we're giving something enough time or we're just uncomfortable? Because mm, these yeah. tactics, it might be, it's not working. Obviously, it's the wrong thing for me. No, you're just uncomfortable and you're trying to find a way out. How, how, do, you, how do you know? How do you help your clients realize which one it is? 
Oh, that's such a good one. So one thing I really do talk about, I don't think I've talked about this yet is okay. uh, You know, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as anybody in this world, that's really putting themselves out there, you're going to deal with a lot of fear on one hand, right? And you, you want to learn a process of getting comfortable being uncomfortable because you're just going to, that's your daily, right? Which is also interesting. It makes it fun. So, you know, going through that, realizing you're going to fail, you know, was, was it Einstein? No, not Einstein. Edison, who said, you know, I didn't fail at the light bulb thousands of times. I just found thousands of ways not to do it. <laughs> and so just making peace with that part of it because failure is part of it. So just get ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you just move forward and learn. So that whole idea of failing forward. So to answer your question, you want to develop that discernment between is this a fear that I need to walk through? and get to the face and get to the other side, or is this just really not an alignment for me? Mm-hmm. Right. Is this just really not the way I want to do this? And the only way I can tell somebody to do that is to co- cultivate that inner relationship with yourself, because there are ways to feel in your body, a yes versus a no, a yes. It feels expansive. A no feels very contractive. Right. And so there's all sorts of different, um, well, I can't even the kinesiology and things that you can do to test, you know, at a deeper level. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So that, you know, and the more you do that and the more you develop that trust in that relationship, the more clear it is, you know, and, and I have even gotten to the point in my business where, like we were talking about before, before we st- started the actual podcast, like I heard that voice last year and I was like, ah, no, I'm still going to do this the way I wanted. You know, I recognize I wasn't listening and I'm sure plenty of your followers out there do the same. A lot mm-hmm. of times we know when we're not listening. And so just getting more present and more clear and holding, keeping, creating that space to do, to have that conversation. And you got, you really, it feels differently in your body. And also holding that, I think forgiveness, like you said last year, when you were plowing through doing all the things that you teach people not to do, because (laughs) hold on, you're, you're human with emotions. Okay. This is the perfect example. So to hold, I think a bit of forgiveness that, yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I am doing this. Well, you can keep doing it mm-hmm. and give yourself, you can, you can wallow some more if you want, or you can start to realign. Um, holding that space, I think is so, so key in those moments. It is. And, you know, it's so funny. Uh, maybe you can relate with this. Even when I was going through some of that and ignoring and pressing on and bulldozing um, myself, I was like, this is going to make great story. <laughs> Because I know, I mean, I know that eventually I'm going to like, and stop this and come back, you know, because that one thing. Module one. I... Hey guys, here's what you should not do. I tried all this. Didn't work. Yeah. I did it for yeah. you. So you didn't have to, right? There you exactly. are. Exactly. Perfect. Yay. So, you know, and, and that's, that's, so that's, that's my word now for this year. Simplify. You don't have to do all the things like all these gurus tell you 
right? Mm. You pick the one and it should feel good to a degree. Like it should feel exciting, but also scary, but not like yucky, yeah. if that makes sense. And Love it. <laughs> Love it. Look, we, again, we, we could talk for hours. Maybe we'll have you come back on and do a, a sort of part two where we dive into some, some other angle of, of sales and business. But I hey, love it. Thank you so, so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on and for you sharing. Um, thank you. If you want to find out a bit more about you, where can they find you? So it's, um, it's Jana Nixa is my handle everywhere. So um, Facebook, that's my business page, Instagram, I'm pretty um, active there. And if I, you can always go to jananixa.com. And then um, I think you were going to put in, if anybody's interested in more of that conversational framework, um, I do have a free uh, freebie to give away to anybody that would like to see how that conversation can flow. Because one thing mm -hmm. I didn't say that's probably worth mentioning is mixing that we with the do is you get a framework. You talked about frameworks. So I think we're on the same page of, you know, how to go through a discovery call. What are the types of things we want to embody? But then also here's some great questions and here's how it sort of splits out. So you have this mm -hmm. framework, but then you get to flow through it. And so that's what that freebie is all about. It's just giving you a guide so that you're not like, well, like a lot of the spiritual teachers, well, that's great, but could you give me something to do with it? Like, I love the idea of surrender, but what do I say when I get on the call, you know, yeah. so it helps guide you, but it's not so scripted that you can't listen and connect and let the conversation go where it may. So love that. And that's on your website. That is, uh, I think a link that I was going to leave with you guys, or it is on my website and it's also on my, um, in my bio for Instagram. So there's a several different ways they can find it. Super. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, up, down, find the link, find the description. It'll be in there somewhere or on your website. There you go. Beautiful. Super. <laughs> Thanks again. It's been, it's been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.